This is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side flyer Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there, this is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hi, this is Lola Harvey, and you're listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. The trusted choice for interviews all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox. Sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, James J. And it is a great day for wrestling. Because we are wrestling with... The Duchess, Lola Harvey! Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. So, thank you. Absolutely. It's exciting to have you on as well. Um, can you tell us what where the Duchess is going to be next event-wise? Yeah, event-wise, um, it's not going to be for quite a, quite a time. Uh, in the future, in April for um, all, uh, so for APW, um, I will be uh, wrestling for them April come 2024. Um, that's currently all that I have booked at the moment. Okay, and where can we find you on social media? Yeah, social media right now, you can find me on Instagram at Duchess underscore Lola Harvey. Facebook is also the same as well, um, Duchess uh, Lola Harvey, and um, also on TikTok as well. So if you care to um, check me out there, it would be um, the same, Duchess underscore Lola Harvey. Are we doing the Wednesday Adam dance yet on TikTok? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I had just finished that series. Amazing. Um, but no, I have not done the dance yet. <laughs> um, and you can find all of our social media in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox. Yeah. All right, um, you work for EWA and Impact Pro Wrestling. Can you tell us about your relationship with those companies? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Impact, I've actually had a long-lasting relation um, with that company for Impact Pro Wrestling. I've actually been with that company for about 10 years. Um, had worked behind the scenes and running merchandise and helping out promote the show, setting up events. Um, and then I actually stepped into the ring, uh, did some training with them. Oh, goodness. I want to say it was 2022. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while um, since I've graduated from their training. Um, and then, yeah, I just um, actually had a newborn. So that kind of slowed down some things. And okay. uh, Yes, yes. Um, so new mom experience here and uh, got back into the ring January of this year after being medically cleared. And 
um, yeah, just started, started wrestling. Have not run a show for Impact yet. Um, would love to uh, as soon as their next event comes up. And I actually started working for EAW uh, in August of this year. And my relationship uh, with them, I've known Austin Fouts um, since his days with Impact Pro Wrestling. And so we've had a, um, a relationship built from um, just being around each other from Impact and working with him for merchandise. Uh, yeah, and so when he started running his own promotion, uh, reached out as soon as I was done with training and um, yeah, was able to uh, be on their show August 18th of this year. And that was, correct me if I'm wrong, your first match. Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. You wrestled um, the Hill Twins, uh, Briar and Sage. Uh, shout out to them, friends of the shows. Um, yes. Could you tell us about you know that experience to be to have your very first match? Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, I've actually known those girls uh, through their training experience. So um, known them from since they started and then since they've been working matches. Um, and actually I would, for my first match, that was a really good pick to have um, the opportunity to wrestle both of those girls. Um, I think they are fantastic talent and they are rising stars in this industry. So I was very honored to have a triple match, a triple threat match with them. So um, Sage was really fun to work with and we did a little heel on heel with that against Briar. So uh, that was a little fun. And um yeah, it was it was a great experience. I could not have asked for anything better, um, and I look forward to having another match with them. And uh, I mean, it, in that area, the the girls that they do have are very talented, but unfortunately, there's not a lot of them. So <laughs> it's essentially just Sage versus Briar and Briar versus Sage. So I'm. With, Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how excited they were to be in the ring with somebody other than their twin. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the talent and the women's division um, on the indies is very scarce. Um, there are a bunch of women actually in the Midwest area. I would say a handful of them that are fantastic in themselves as well. Um, however, few and far between. So <laughs> um, trying to get bookings with other women in the area is uh, a little rough. Um, but yes, I'm sure that they were um, ecstatic to have someone else um, like myself in there with them. Um, so I was happy to uh, happy to perform. What was that moment like when you um, came out the curtain for the first time? It was it was just mind blowing. I would say it was exciting and thrilling and nerves all the way around course um first match you're kind of dealing with stage fright a little bit and all these questions just coming in your mind like am i doing this right and you know is everything going as planned am i gonna mess up like there's all those questions um but ultimately just stepping through that curtain was just yes i am here was that um was that a moment like you took in 
in the moment or is it something that kind of sits in after the fact like wow I did that yeah it was definitely a sets in afterwards because in the moment you're not really I mean you're on cloud nine so you're not really thinking about anything else other than just oh my gosh I'm here you know and it's happening so let's get out there let's work let's make it the best that we can and really give uh, give the crowd the best match that they've seen for that night. So you're really reminiscing after the match. <laughs> no, um, like like you mentioned it, you've been around the pro wrestling um, world for around a decade. Mm -hmm. um, what essentially made you pull the trigger of actually getting into the ring? Yeah, so I've had um, a lot of back and forth with myself over uh, the course of 10 years trying to decide what is the right moment for me. And ultimately, it just came to a realization that as the years go on, I am missing out on opportunity and there's no more for that. Um, I, you know, I just at some point you just have to rip the bandaid off and say, you know, if you don't try it, you'll never know. Um, so for me, it was, I don't want to have any regrets. Was there like a specific moment that you remember that, that triggered that emotion to say, this is 100% I'm going to do this? Um, I would say that just the encouragement from other women in the locker room actually gave me that confidence boost to really pursue it. I think having conversation after conversation with other women talent and um, just discussing kind of my fears about it and then also what I've expected if, you know, if I do decide to wrestle, um, just getting some encouragement from those women kind of helped you know, instill this sense of belonging and sense that, yes, I, I can do this as, as a female, um, at, given my age and, um, you know, I, there wasn't anything else that was holding me back at that point. I, you know, I just said this, this is something that I need to do. And, and having that encouragement from the women in the locker room certainly definitely helped. What would you say are maybe some of the advantages and disadvantages of starting your pro wrestling career uh, maybe a little bit later than um, usual? Yeah, so I would say the advantages is definitely being around the business for that long. You pick up what's right, what's wrong as far as... Um, oh, uh, what do you want to say? Etiquette. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Wrestling etiquette. So you definitely learn what to do, what to say, what not to say, things like that. Um, and it really, you start to understand more, especially from working behind the scenes, how matches are put together, um, how the storylines are brought into place. And it's just, that has been super helpful. I think of, um, as far as having that starting point of just getting into the business, whether that's merch or, you know, helping set up the events, you actually know what's going on. So you know a little bit more of what to expect when you start to wrestle. And I think that's also on the other side, it, 
it could be um, a downfall as well is because not only are you, um, I mean, you've let all this time go by. So physically, um, it's not very great on your body, but, um, you know, as long as you take the steps to make sure that you're healthy, you're getting your regular medical routines, you're taking care of yourself nutrition wise. Um, I think age is just a number. Um, but yeah, I'd say that would be one of the disadvantages of starting late is that you kind of like you kind of run out of time, I think, <laughs> um, for some opportunities that might be handed to younger wrestlers. And unfortunately, that's just the business that we're in. Um, but I feel like there's still room um, to grow and still room for, you know, some of those older talents to, to still make it. Like you said, you've been around the business uh, for a decade. You've been running March, um, you know, for um, your husband, who is also a wrestler. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, being associated with wrestling and being in wrestling are, you know, two kind of different things. I mean, you like you said, you've helped around, you know, the uh, impact uh, for wrestling. Um, so... That that's not necessarily something you had to do, um, considering you know your association. But what mm -hmm. kind of made you want to do that? Yeah, for me it was fun. It, <laughs> honestly, um, you know, I come actually from a world where um, my family is from California, and uh, we actually grew up in an MMA martial arts household. And so I think just being behind the scenes of events and of uh, sports entertainment has been in my blood, really. Uh, my um, grandfather, my grandmother, my father, my uncles, everyone, they actually own their own martial arts studio and wrestling and um, MMA chain in California. So mm. I think just helping out, being involved in martial arts since I was two um, <laughs> actually helped. Um, and so when I moved to the Midwest, I think I was looking for that same um, that same involvement, that same belonging in the sports entertainment world. And okay. so um, just being around wrestling and having uh, another uh, another business like like something so similar to what I grew up with um, made me actually just want to you know get involved in any way that I could. No um. Is incorporating some of your MMA training something we're going to see um, in your matches down the line? Uh, you know, my strikes, maybe. Um, I am actually more of a technical wrestler, I feel like. Um, I... <sighs> I don't know. I maybe we can say maybe because <laughs> my my strikes for sure and um, maybe maybe some kicks in there. Yeah, I can I can probably include some of those too. But yes, I definitely like putting on ankle locks. Um, I think that's my favorite so far. <laughs> well, I mean, I uh, you did meet court angle, so I mean. Uh, um, maybe he gave you some tips on how to put it on. I mean, you're not going to go wrong with that. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, we um, actually worked on a, a modified move for that, and it was it's one of my favorites right now. Um, but yes, Kurt was amazing. Um, had my son with me that day, and um, my husband, and it was just it was great. Now, um, when you, uh, after, you know, after, uh, you had your son, um, your goal was to be ready for the, um, uh, the Lutez Hall of Fame event to actually mm -hmm. compete. Um, yes. you unfortunately did not reach that goal. Um, a month later you would be competing your first match. But mm -hmm. um, next year, 2024, is that something that you are, um, you have your mind on? Yes, absolutely. I think this year I just missed that mark. Um, between the time of training and the time for setting up that show, I think that there was just a, um, a, a mutual understanding between myself and the promoter that this Hall of Fame show probably would not be a, a good opportunity or good um, good spot uh, for me to be in at this moment, just given the, the amount of training I've had um, and then also not being uh, fully ready with gear or anything like that. So I think it was the best decision um, because not only am I thinking about how I want to present myself as a character and a wrestler, um, but also what I'm doing for that promotion as well. Um, so I don't think that it would have been the best decision made had I wrestled 2023, but definitely, definitely will be looking forward to wrestling 2024 for that Hall of Fame show. And you've been involved in um, those Hall of Fame uh, events for quite some time. Um, and, you know, obviously, um, Luke does not a small name in the pro wrestling world. Um, <laughs> so what does it kind of mean to you to take part in those events? Because there has been some rather big names inducted into that Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely. And it would be an amazing honor to even be considered part of that show. Um, we've had names uh, go through on that mat and wrestle that have been amazing. I mean, we've had Ricochet come in before he wasn't known as Ricochet. Um, <laughs> he, but, uh, and Cal, uh, Sammy Callahan, they both had an amazing match. And I feel like there's been other talent. I mean, Victoria with Miss Frankie J. So, I mean, it would be an amazing honor if I would be even considered to wrestle at, at that Hall of Fame show. Well, you got your, uh, your eyes set on next year, and let's see uh, if that, um, how that goes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And... Um... Like you mentioned, um, you do have a son, um, maybe a little too young to understand what mommy's doing right now. Um, but when he does get older, old enough to understand, what do you want him to see when you get in the room? Yeah, I just want him to see that no matter what, it's okay to go after your dreams. It's okay to go after your goals and you know, never give up. That is what I really want him to focus on, that anything is possible if you put the work into it. All right. And uh, that being said, 
what are the advantages and disadvantages of having your significant other in the same profession as yourself? Yeah, um, so we always get questions about that. Um, and he started way before I did. I mean, he started at the beginning of our 10 years beforehand. And um, the advantages would be to definitely have his guidance. Um, it, there are times where I would question, okay, is this appropriate to do? Can I, you know, can I ask these questions with the promoters? And um, he would give me some guidance on what I should do, what I shouldn't do, how I would word things. Um, because not only uh, do I um, work with the merchandise, but I also help with um, reaching out to other promoters, um, some of the communication side of that, setting up bookings, um, you know, working out the travel details, things like that. So um, he's been there for really um, support and guidance on how to how to approach different situations and i think some of the disadvantage is that um you know i can't i can't pinpoint disadvantages for it because he's not involved in my training um at all and that was one of our discussions was that he really wanted me to thrive in my own um and not have a huge influence on how i perform or how i want to portray myself as a professional wrestler um so i th i mean i think that could be a disadvantage <laughs> i don't know <laughs> not uh, being able to to get trained by him um, as I would love to, um, even though I mean there's some days where we do mess around. Um, <laughs> uh, he'll put me in a headlock every now and then, uh, and then he'll complain that I don't sell for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say that would be my disadvantage is not being able to have that training for him. But I understand why, and I think that's that's the advantage of it. You know, it kind of sounds like you've had all of the experience an independent pro wrestler has had, except for actually getting in the ring before you got in the ring. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which will change as time goes along. Um, so it's just uh, a matter of, yeah, just making sure that you're resilient to um making sure that you're reaching out and not being afraid to ask for that booking or, uh, you know, approach uh, some of these uh, independent uh, pro wrestling businesses and ask them, hey, you know, uh, not being afraid to say, uh, are you available this date or I have these dates available, would you be interested in booking me? So, yeah. Now, um, another interesting thing, and I love finding these types of things. Um, the gender uh -oh. <laughs> of your baby was revealed during a wrestling match, no? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did some digging. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, we had, so myself and my husband had decided that it would be a neat idea to have a wrestling match uh yes to find out our gender uh what we were having and we are close with the impact pro wrestling family and i can't say enough good things about that promotion um but as uh 
you know, everyone there treats you like family. And so it wasn't, um, they were actually very delighted to um, receive the news that we wanted to have a match uh, to find out our gender. And so that was a very, very fun experience, nerve wracking experience, because of course there were false finishes and, uh, <laughs> For, for me as a mother, I'm thinking, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, just pin him already. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was very, very unique and also very fun. Did you see, your, did you find yourself um, cheering for one side rather than the other? <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. I have been... I, I don't know if it's just intuition or what, but I've always, always wanted a boy. And um, so, of course, I would be rooting for the blue team. And, um, yeah, that's what I got. So <laughs> I couldn't ask for anything better. Well, uh, I think it's once again time for that segment, uh, Lola's Bizarre Adventure. You're a pro wrestler <laughs> in the pro wrestling world, and crazy and bizarre things are bound to happen. Can you tell us a road story that fits that description? Oh, gosh. Uh, crazy road story? Oh. I, I'm trying to dig. I mean, we've been on lots of road, <laughs> road trips. Um, gosh, crazy, bizarre... Yes, actually, one does come to mind. Um, we were tra traveling back from an Algona show, actually. Uh, Algona, Iowa, which is uh, a little bit northern Iowa, so very close to about two hours south, I would say, two, three hours south of Minnesota border. Uh, we had a show there, and it was late at night. We were carpooling. There was a bunch of um, other wrestlers that were coming back. Um, my husband actually drove uh, with another one of the wrestlers, and I drove with his girlfriend at the time. Uh, I had to drive in her vehicle, and we were, it was pitch black. I'm going on the highway. I mean, these are, you're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, so there's no buildings around you, nothing. It's just road ahead of you, and it's just pitch black. And Highway 20 is known for being the most, in my opinion, the most boring drive that you can take to get to uh, the interstate for Des Moines. And um, we're heading back in that direction. And all of a sudden, we just, uh, Highway 20 has these splits where, you know, you can stop in the, the middle of the section because there's a stop sign there. And then you can continue to go straight across the highway. Um, well, we were coming up to a split and I, I don't even know what it was. I mean, I'm a firm believer of mystical creatures. <laughs> um, so I do believe in the chupacabra and Bigfoot and whatnot. Um, some people call me crazy and my husband looks at me like I'm crazy um, <laughs> because I swear up and down. And the gal that I was riding with, um, we both agreed that we saw this thing um, charge across the road and just like, uh, I don't know, it still gives me the chills. Um, the only closest thing that I can describe it as is the Chupacabra. I mean, there's nothing else that I can describe what that thing looked like. Um, and 
I tell my, I, I mean, I told my husband right after when we got home about it and um, he was like, yeah, you didn't see that. You saw a deer. I'm like, no, this thing was bigger than a deer. It was huge. And um, Kaylee agreed. I mean, she was in the car and I have an eyewitness. So <laughs> I, we know what we saw. Um, I would say that would be the most uh, craziest thing uh, that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there's been others, but um, yeah, that was definitely, definitely the most interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of the other stories too. I mean, cause we traveled to Minnesota. Um, I would say, well, it wasn't crazy in the sense, but I mean, we did take some more trips to Texas. Um, and so travel wise, I mean, their traffic is insane. Um, yeah, I just, the posted speed limits are 55 and people are doing like 90. I'm like, um, yeah, we are definitely not from this neck of the woods. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And it's just, um, I would have to say the other, um, you know, just driving by myself, getting to Marshalltown, Iowa, um, just some of the locations, you know, you get some of these addresses and you're like, you get there and you're like, are you, is someone going to murder me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just get some of that like vibe and it's like, okay, it's a little <laughs> sketch. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's just, <laughs> It's very unique experiences with wrestling. Um, definitely takes you out of your comfort zone and takes you to places where it's like mm, questionable. <laughs> My husband always reminds me, he's like, you know what? It's fine. You're going to be in a good place. You're, once you get there, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah. The other experience I can think of is um, actually going to a show in the midst of a tornado. <laughs> um, there was... Yeah, well, there was a storm really bad uh, in Des Moines, and we wrestled at this high school. Um, I mean, there's a show that was put on there, and sirens went off. It was pitch black outside. I'm like, oh, my gosh, are we going to get swept away by a tornado? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that... I would say that would be another one. I mean, I left the school <laughs> after the sirens went off because, I mean, we didn't we didn't think anything was going to drop from the sky. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we've been in Iowa for a while, so we know, we know when the, there's going to be a tornado or not, but I mean, still it's kind of eerie. Um, left, went to get food, came back. Um, it was still pitch black, but thankfully by the time we got back, I mean, the wind started picking up and yeah, there, there was a tornado that touched down. <laughs> um, however, it wasn't, um, I want to say it was like 15, 20 miles south of where we were at. So still very close, but not, not near the school. So I was kind of happy about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of any other stories. <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's some that will come after, but yeah, for right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were some pretty interesting stories to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've, yeah, there's been quite a few times <laughs> where you run into things like that. Like I said, I mean, that that's also the other beauty of this business is oh, yeah. you never know what you're going to get. And it's always entertainment. Always. <laughs> like you said, um, was there any um, 
paranormal activity in Sleepy Hollow? Uh, so there, I mean, there's always paranormal activity. I mean, in my opinion, yes. <laughs> um, my opinion, yes. Uh, but actually, I, I believe um, what you're referring to is um, the photo on my Instagram. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So that's actually um, a picture that is an inspirational. Um, it's something that I actually want to do. Um, so one of my goals and bucket list, and actually it's both of myself and my husband, is that we would love to wrestle on the East Coast. And um, there's there is a couple places out there, but um, Sleepy Hollow is one that is on my bucket list for uh, Halloween. So um, Sleepy Hollow, New York. Yeah, it's it's up there. <laughs> but I'm sure, I mean, there's so much craziness going on, um, especially with paranormal around that and Salem. And those are just always been something that I've wanted to do. So, But you huh. was at an event in um, Crystal Lake, no? Yes, yes, that is correct. Uh, Crystal Lake is, um, we actually did that show, I want to say it was October, it was it Friday the 13th, uh, if oh, I recall. <laughs> um, I want to say it was, I, I don't quote me on that because I can't remember, but um, yes, we did a show in Crystal Lake and um Oh gosh, I remember that show was, it was cold that day because I slipped on ice. I do remember that. Um, and yeah, I, well, I slipped on ice outside the um, venue that we were at and um, my husband wrestled at that show and he had his Jason mask on, um, very fitting for Crystal Lake. Yeah. Um but yes, I remember that show being so, 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 so cold. <laughs> um, but it was a great show. Um, Big Picture versus Death Dealer on that card. And you so, didn't, you didn't mm -hmm. do the key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sure he was. Yeah, there's a legend that there was something at the bottom of that lake over there. And it's, oh, it's creepy. But yeah, I think he's there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if the movies are any indication, then there definitely is. Yes. <laughs> they pulled something out of that, like, for sure. Ugh. It's still, it's eerie. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to go to Crystal Lake, Iowa, that is just, mm. yeah. Even if I have the option to go there, I highly doubt I would. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same reason I don't want to see, um... Meet Jamie Lee Curtis. Why would I want to that? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, uh, on a less smoky paranormal uh, topic, <laughs> um, you was in Las Vegas for SummerSlam, no? Uh, we were in Las Vegas, uh, not for SummerSlam. We were in Vegas, oh, gosh... Just trying to think of the time frame because um, I had a couple of trips that year. 
I believe it was just actually to visit family in Vegas um, when we went, because at the time my father lived in California. Now he does reside in Iowa, um, but lots of trips back and forth. We have not done a summer slam there, but we have done WrestleMania in New York and Orlando. And, I mean, what is that experience like, you know, being in the world of pro professional wrestling and being at literally the biggest show that pro wrestling can produce? So I will give you um, some insights on those. Uh, when we went to New York, uh, that was MetLife Stadium. And at that time, I would say I was very, very, very green to pro wrestling. I had no idea who people were. I had no idea <laughs> what I was getting myself into. Of course, I told my husband, who was uh, my boyfriend at the time, uh, <laughs> we weren't married yet, but I told him, I said, hey, uh, do you want to go to WrestleMania? You know, there's this thing in New York. Uh, I think we can, I think we can go. And oh my gosh, you can see his eyes just sparkle with excitement because he was, yeah, he was like, I, yeah, we are going. <laughs> so um, I, not knowing who any of these wrestlers were at the time, now looking back, uh, that, that would have been the prime time I would have love to start wrestling um and that is something i would tell my younger self is you need to get into this business at this time um <laughs> but um i mean i was around maurice and maria bennett and bennett canales um and uh ddp at the time and the usos and i mean looking back now I'm like oh my gosh that's so cool but now it's like I wish I would have, you know, like I said, gotten into the business at that point because at that time I, I had no idea who I was around, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. I'll take a picture, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And even, uh, even being around, um, Oh gosh, I can't Renee. Um, and, uh, you know, getting a chance to see her and everybody else who was, you know, because not only do we go to the shows, but we also make it a point to do access and um, Orlando, which I'll get into, um, was a little bit of a different experience. But, um, you know, we we make a point to do the extra activities because, um, well, of course, uh, my husband was a fan at that time. And of course, I'm supportive of whatever ventures that he's into. Sure. Um, and I also like to learn about the business as well. So it was a great experience. Um, very much set the tone for how to travel. Um, at that time, I was 20. Um, I was uh, not very keen on traveling, like how to set book like flights up and things like that. Um, so it's all very new. So I think that set the tone for later on how to actually schedule travel plans um, because I would actually be doing that for some people for wrestling. So um, yeah, I think that experience alone kind of helped. Um, and then also with Orlando, it, you know, New York set the tone for that one as well, because we, we actually knew a little bit more of 
where to attend some of these events, you know, what to look out for. Um, we, in Orlando, they did access, um, you know, we, we did attend um, and actually met up with Mike and Maria there and had a fantastic chat with Maria. Um, very long conversation and it was fantastic. Um, and uh, we, we dug in a little bit deeper in Orlando to go to different events um, that were maybe not on the mainstream radar. And what I mean about that is that there were revolver shows, there were other indie shows that were around the area that we actually got to see. Um, and uh, that was a great experience. So for us, it's not just about mania, but it's actually supporting wrestling as a whole, supporting the community um, on an indie level as much as a professional level, you know, on, uh, on a mainstream level. So um, yeah, those experiences were great. Um, like I said, New York, um, I would say that would have been a beginner's experience. <laughs> um, Orlando was more of, um, yeah, I think that was that was more of a, I, I know what's going on. I know who some of these people are, so I can really enjoy it. Um, so, and also, I mean, getting to see the Hardys come back, I think that was the loudest pop I've ever heard. So that was um, incredible as well. And, uh, I mean, one person that uh, maybe you didn't know, but then you did know, was Alexa Bliss. No? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Alexa, um, Alexia is one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, she, you know, if I could have a dream match with her, that would be amazing. Um, she is also a new mom recently, so congratulations, yep. Alexi Kaufman. Um Yes, she, um, I met her in Des Moines, fantastic to meet her. Um, I was just actually sitting on my couch one night and my husband looks over and he goes, hey, um, do you wanna go meet Alexa Bliss? I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, do you have to say any more? Um, yeah, uh, so it's actually a work day for me. <laughs> And we took the day off um, and went to go uh, stand in line at Cricket Wireless. It was around the building um, <laughs> and it was raining that day. So I stood there in the rain for her, wow. um, which I'm sure she appreciated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's such a sweetheart. Um, it was it was great to meet her. And then also, um, we won tickets to Raw that day too, so that was great. <laughs> we hadn't planned on going to Raw because the events were, we were going to see Alexa Bliss at Cricket, and then in the following week, we had the Cauliflower Alley Club in Vegas. Um, so we were trying to plan out our travel days and see what we can kind of squeeze in before going to Vegas, and um, yeah, we just, we happened to go to Raw that night too, so. <laughs> We're like, well, okay, let's let's squeeze this in. <laughs> so yeah, it was great. And I mean, what's uh, Cauliflower Alley Club, another great organization and um, Hall of Fame? Um, what was that experience mm -hmm. like being there? Yes, so we are. Um, we do go to Cauliflower Alley Club. Um, 
every year if we can. Um, we have been going for the past three years. Correct me if I'm wrong. My husband's standing right here. <laughs> um, so we've, we've been going for quite some time. Um, and that experience is always amazing. Um, you know, they they do a great job with that. Um, we go, we stay at the hotel. And um, the years that we've gone, it's been at the um, Gold Coast Hotel and Casino. Uh, and I believe this last year they switched it up and went downtown Fremont um, to do uh, the inductions there. Uh, but every year we've gone and it's been at the Gold Coast. And the Gold Coast in itself is it's a relaxing hotel. I mean, it's not on the strip. So you're kind of off a little bit. Um, so, I mean, but if you want, you know, to visit the strip or go have fun, you know, do all the touristy things, you still can because it's just a bus ride away. It's not that far. Um, so you kind of get the a best of both worlds. Um, I think, you know, just you really feel like you're in a sense of community. I mean, when you go and it's just, it's great. I mean, they have the, um, they do have a show that they put on before the inductions. And um, I believe the show is one night and then the awards ceremony is another. And it's really broken up, kind of similar to um, Impact Pro Wrestling's Hall of Fame. Um, actually very similar. Uh, and, um, but um, B. Brian Blair, um, he is one of the um, one of the representatives for Cauliflower Alley Club, and he does an amazing, amazing, amazing job of um, promoting that, making sure that the event is, um, you know, really uh, succeeds for that year and every year after that, you know, um, puts a lot of time and effort and, and into that event. And it shows, um, because you really, really feel like you're a part of that community when you go to that event. Um, so yeah, I, I just encourage everyone, if you have not checked out Cauliflower Early Club, um, become a member and, um, you know, try to get out to Vegas if you can, because it's, it's incredible. Now, um, can you tell us about um, Dutch Clutch? Yeah, so that's actually the start of a clothing brand. Um, so I, um, I have got a few designs on there. It's still an evolving brand. Um, so actually, you know, pro wrestlers have merchandise and um we they bring it to the show and we sell it there. Well, I kind of wanted to be a little bit more innovative with it because to me, it's you're establishing yourself as having your own brand. I mean, you are your own wrestler. So have fun with it. You know, who are you as a wrestler? What do you want to promote? And so, um, yeah, I came up with uh, Dutch Clutch and um, I was still working out some ideas. This was actually um, right as when I was starting training, um, kind of just messing around with things and it just stuck. Um, I, um, I'm still building it, uh, like I said, but there are still some items on the storefront. Uh, so if you're interested in purchasing any of my quote unquote merch, <laughs> um, you are welcome to visit. So that would be amazing. Yeah, you can uh, absolutely find the link to uh, 
in the description of the video below. So you can click the link and uh, get some merch. Yeah. Now, uh, did Dutch, uh, Dutch Cuts come out of um, Bloomdale Paper Company? It did not. So it actually, um, so I toy with a lot of different um, ideas at once. <laughs> um, it's kind of my downfall, but I, I like creating, I like designing, and that's actually something I do on the side. Um, and so Bloomdale is actually a separate entity. Um, originally was uh, started on that page and then evolved into a different concept. So that's where Dutch Clutch came out of. Um, so it, it I guess to answer your question, probably yes, it started out of Bloomdale, but it's a different, um, a whole different concept in itself. Okay. Um, talking about another um, um, thing you've done, could you tell us about uh, Think Like a Boss podcast? Oh my gosh, you truly did some thinking. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yes, I so think like a boss. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so that's actually, it was a project that I had started um, to get more awareness of uh, your inner leadership. Uh, so I actually work for a Fortune uh, 500 company and um, I am, I work with, uh, I work on initiative projects like that. And so, um, at the time it, we were going through COVID and, um, you know, there was some depletion in, uh, company morale and, uh, that podcast came from an idea of, not getting into this funk of working from home, you know, what can you still do as a, um, as an associate to kind of make sure to bring your best self to work. And I feel like some of the topics that are discussed in that podcast um, can really relate to any company. I feel like that you're involved in, you know, any, um, any job description. I mean, it, it could it could relate to pro wrestling as well because there's discussions on there of you know how to make yourself um, feel like I said. I mean, bring your best self forward, um, and also it's coming from a place of leadership. So um, encouraging others to take steps uh, to make more of that. Um, those leadership qualities come out. So, um, yeah, that was a, um, a fun project. And it actually helped a lot of our associates during that transitional time for work from home, uh, from from going to the office to 100% work from home. So um, we had a couple of people at our um, location that really found that helpful. So, yeah, that was also a really fun and unique project. I was very, very new to podcasts, so <laughs> I don't believe it's something I'm going to continue, honestly. Um, but uh, just looking and finding other ways to share that um, advice and, and share that perspective um, will continue. So, 
Yeah. Well, why not in the form of a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's fun. Um, And and I feel like when you have a conversation with somebody else, it's not just yourself because, I mean – I feel like it. that podcast was a solo podcast. It right. would be fun to actually have more guests on there. So, I mean, there's there's some opportunity, um, I believe, and maybe that might evolve. Uh, oh, goodness, if, if I have, you know, um, I would say <laughs> in, my, in my schedule, and, and hopefully people will give me grace if my son appears on that podcast every now and then. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. There's never a um, never say never. So, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, is there any significance or meaning behind the tattoo on your arm? Oh, yes. I actually designed that one. Um, as I as I mentioned before, I dabble in design. Um, so I actually um, have a um, have some areas in focus of graphic design. So I I love art. Um, I loved I, I used to draw all the time. Um, I actually designed this one and I have one on my left shoulder blade that I um, designed myself as well. And so the tattoo on my arm, um, you know, that came actually right before my wedding. (laughs) And my husband questioned it. He goes, are you sure you really want to get a tattoo there? He goes, you know, we're getting married. Um, Are you sure you want that look? And is it something you truly want? And I said, you know what? Absolutely. I don't, I don't care what other people think of me. You know, I don't care what other, um, what other people's reactions are going to be. It's for me. Um, so this tattoo, I very much love, love, um, the sort of mix between, um, kind of, uh, I guess you would say, I don't, I don't know how you would describe it, but skulls, um, skulls are really like, I mean, the gothic-y kind of artwork and then also mix it with florals. I love florals. Um, and so um, I also wanted to make it a little bit more like geographical as well. So there's a lot of the, um, so you see those line um, segments in there. Um, and uh, it's not very symbolic of anything in particular. Um, I do have two siblings. Um, so I guess that would be the only thing that I would tie back to symbolism is, um, the flowers would be, uh, a symbol for my siblings. Um, but aside from that, it's really just a work of art. Um, and I absolutely love it. I can't, can't thank the, um, the artist, uh, who, uh, who had the opportunity to put it there. So um, he was actually a uh, Christopher Brophy as who did that tattoo. And he was out of um, black rabbit. So, and uh, he's no longer at black rabbit, but I believe he does still do um, individual artwork for people. So um, can't thank him enough. He did a great job on it. And um yeah, hopefully if I can track him down again, I would love to get another piece. Something that you designed or? Uh, 
I think maybe a, a mix. Um, so yeah, I think I would let him maybe put some influence because he did, he put some influence into this as well. Um, the skull uh, was a little bit changed uh, from what it was originally, but other than that, um, yeah, I think I, I might have to come up with something again mm -hmm. uh, and then just have him put his little spice on it as well. Well, if I could ask, when you came up with that design, was it just a design you came up with and then, or was it specifically for a tattoo? No, so originally I was messing around with just a design um, and my brother actually had asked me for a tattoo design at that point and I sent him a couple um, a couple variations and actually if you if you look at this tattoo and you take away the skull and the flowers and you just look at the graphic piece underneath um, where the lines are and the triangles at the bottom um, so that was actually part of a different design um, that I had tweaked a little bit and then we added the other stuff on top so it was it evolved um, from what it was originally and Originally, I didn't even think it was going to be a tattoo until, um, you know, I got the, uh, took it over to Chris and kind of talked about it a little bit, talked about some of the concepts, and then, um, yeah, it just came to life. So I, yeah, it was one of those things that's just, it, it's uh, evolved from one idea to the next. Okay. It's time for the colossal question. Let's say they're making a movie about you. Every movie has a soundtrack. What would be the first three songs on your movie soundtrack? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, obviously, probably the first one would be um, Diamonds, of course. Uh, that... Uh, no, so that is by, let me see if I have a copy of it. No, it is by, um, it's actually my theme song. And give me one second here, because I had it altered, because um, it does have some cuss words in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is from Megan the Stallion. Um, okay. Yes, so her diamonds probably, if they were making a movie about me and I'm just bringing my authentic self, I would not have the clean version. Uh, so it would be the, uh, the normal cut. And then probably do that. Um, I'm a little mix of everything, but... Um, I would probably have, uh, let me find them here. Oh, goodness. So I'd probably actually have Hollywood Undead as another song, um, Bend to Hell. Um, and... I would have the um, day to remember the downfall of us all. So I think those would be my top three. All right, solid three picks without a doubt.
Yeah, a little mix of everything, but I think mainly like the edgier stuff mixed with uh, you know a little rock. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now that we got the soundtrack down, then you write the script, and then you go to casting. Who plays Lola? And you can't say yourself because you are obligated <laughs> to make a Stanley S. Cameo. All right. Um, well, can it be another wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> um, because that. <laughs> All right. Well, since I probably got the compliment of this, I would choose probably Diana um, Perazzo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would cast her. I think she'd do a fantastic job. All right. Now that we cast the, uh, the main character, every movie has a supporting cast. Who would, be, who would be three people in your movie that are significant to you in your story, and who would play them? Oh, goodness. Um, I am going to go with some more wrestlers, um, <laughs> because I would like, um, I would probably pick Buddy Murphy, um, and, oh, goodness. Who would play them? Oh, I'm trying to think of like even actors or actresses <laughs> that I I really enjoy. Um, I would have probably oh goodness sakes I can't think of the actress's name, but the gal from <laughs> the gal from Mean Girls. <laughs> I would say her, um, Karen. <laughs> um, let me see here. Um, Karen from Mingo. Hold on. <laughs> yes, um, Amanda Seyfried. So okay. I would probably sure. have Amanda and Bonnie Murphy. And I mean, I might cast. Oh, who else do I cast? I'll cast Maria. Maria Bennett is great. So those would be my three, I think. <laughs> if you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And it sounds like a solid movie, and you could pre-order the tickets now. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on Netflix in a week. <laughs> <laughs> wow, where do we get the money for Netflix? <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, could you explain to us why the people at Dunkin' Donuts hate you? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, they they just, they don't like me for my coffee mixes. Um, they don't ever get it right. <laughs> they actually went away with hazelnuts. So I, we... When I say we, myself, my husband, uh, we always get, we always used to get their hazelnut coffee, iced coffee, um, coffee of choice all the time. And then all of a sudden they just went away with it. So yeah, they, they didn't like me at the drive-thru <laughs> when I found out that they don't have it anymore. Um, and so now I have an even more complicated drink. You know, one would think, hazelnut iced coffee would be simple, easy to do, and would be a staple in every coffee shop. 
um, unfortunately, just not for Duncan. Uh, so <laughs> I switched. Uh, we switched to Starbucks. I'm sorry. Had to had to go had to go rogue. Uh, we were big supporters of Duncan, and then, yep, just flip the switch. Um, and so now my my drink at Starbucks is a iced white mocha with salted cold cream foam and caramel. Uh, so yeah, a little bit more complicated than just an iced hazelnut coffee. One would think. <laughs> um, so yeah, they lost. <laughs> Now on to the most controversial of subjects, pineapple on pizza. What's your stance? Oh, yes, absolutely. Hands down, yes. Always do pineapple on pizza. And I only say that because I'm allergic to pineapple. So I would, um, before I actually had this allergy, I would do that all the time. Canadian bacon and pineapple on pizza all day long. And then I developed an allergy and could no longer have pineapple. So yeah, I'm jealous of the people who can. So when you can, do pineapple on pizza. All right. I, I, I believe you're the first person to be envious of pineapple on pizza people. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they say what you want what you can't have, so. <laughs> All right. What's your spirit Pokemon? Spirit Pokemon. Oh my gosh. Um, I have one in mind. Let me look up the name because I, lo and behold, used to collect Pokemon cards um, way back when <laughs> um, I had a gold and a silver one of this card and it is the Mew Mew. Um, so there was the Mew, and then there was the Mew 2, and I had a gold and silver version. They were plated, they were in their cases, and then they were lost forever, and I wish I knew exactly where they went, wow. because yes, they would have been gold in, in now, now's timeline. Um, but yeah, I think Mew would be my spirit Pokemon. And I, I know for a fact there's a few people out there that would would absolutely say, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I know. I know, but yeah. Sorry. No, Just my, my pick. Uh, <laughs> a previous guest, you know, he in, uh, in school he used to have a underground Pokemon trading card selling ring. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so he was passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I we used to have the deck, and I, I mean, I have older brothers, so I wasn't, you know, unaware of what they were, and it was fun to collect them. So <laughs> makes you a little nerdy in some people's eyes, but still, it's fun. <laughs> All right. Now we love the late great Tracy Smothers on the show. Do you know the acronym for Doug? T-H-U-G. Um, I don't. I can't say I do. <laughs> T is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly. And G is for jail. Because a dog can't spell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, they can't. <laughs> 
now, uh, we love the late, great Tracy Slaughter's on the show, trying to keep the memory alive. Yes, absolutely. Weirdest question you'll be asked on a wrestling interview. Would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson, not the country, an actual physical rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would win, obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that so confidently, like the, the rock has no chance. <laughs> Uh, does it though? I mean, it's just gonna sit there and and watch and be in my shadow and and limelight, you know. So I, yeah, I have no shadow of doubt that um, I I wouldn't say no to wrestling a rock, um, and I think I'd win. All right. Well, just for context, there is this wrestler named Psycho Mike that wrestled an actual rock for over. 15 minutes in a tungsten man match. That's an arm man yeah. match that lasts for two weeks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to have to go see that match because I am almost certain that it was entertainment. It 100% was, and I will send you the match. Awesome. Yes, I would love to see it. <laughs> On a more serious note, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, still wrestling, um, still a mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would hope that I'd get some more traveling under my belt. Um, myself, my husband talked about as our son got older that um, he is going with us uh, to shows. Actually, he goes with us now. Um, and uh, we would be wrestling. Uh, my husband might do a match before me or after me and... You know, our son, our son would be there with us. So that that's the dream. Right. Um, and uh, since you only have the one match against the Hale Twins, um, I will put that match in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox for anybody that hasn't seen it, wants to see it, wants to re-see it after this interview. Awesome. Yes. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> And since we are nearing the conclusion of this interview, we are wrestling with the eight questions of doom. Uh-oh. This is our speed <laughs> round, our bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready? Oh, gosh. I am. When you said doom, eight questions of doom, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Uh, yes. Let's go. Let's Exclu do it. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Oh, uh, excluding myself. James Jeffries. I'm just going to say it. James Jeffries. If you haven't heard of him, you know what? You're missing out. Okay. Worst wrestler. Worst wrestler. Oof. <laughs> uh, oh, you might hate me for saying this. <laughs> Daniel Mott. <laughs> and I mean that in the most loving way possible. But that's the first time uh, somebody said divorced, but in the most loving way. <laughs> <laughs> he he knows I mean well. <laughs> your main event in WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent? Ooh, uh, wrestling for the World Championship. I would say I would like that to be. Oh man. Probably, 
I would say Bianca. I mean, that just, just comes to mind. Bianca Belair. Okay. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be? Hmm. Past or present. Uh, Shawn Michaels. You know, I, I enjoyed his entrance. <laughs> Finish the sentence. K-Fabe is... Mm. Okay, Fabe is not welcomed. We I'm have just going to say it. <laughs> we would have also accepted taste great on toast. Ah, yes. <laughs> Squash, vegetable or fruit? Ooh, vegetable. It is indeed a fruit. Oh, interesting. Um, I am a lover of squash, so um, butternut, but I did not know it was a fruit. Well, now you could put it in your fruit salad now. <laughs> oh, well, it, it pairs nicely with cranberry, so I might. Oh, <laughs> um, it, it has seeds, tomato logic. Yes, okay. Yeah. But you are a part of squash squad now, and that means a hell of a lot more. Woo, yes, let's go, squash squad. New Japan wrestler Tai Chi. His ring gear gets smaller every year, revealing more of himself to the world. My question, what is the appropriate trunks to butt cheek ratio for ring gear? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> trunks to butt cheek ratio. Uh, well, it depends on who they are. Depends on who they are on because, uh, I mean, if they're on LA Knight, um, let's go 60 40. <laughs> um, 40 being the trunks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It depends. Depends on who it's on. So, but I mean, you can go 50 50 and wouldn't be wrong. All right. And the last question the main event, the thing. Everybody wants to know, have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? About Darby Allen, no. But I have had random conversations with people in supermarkets, so it might come up. <laughs> and if it does, send me the video. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Until then, that is the correct answer. And that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. So, and I hope that everybody else enjoyed this interview as well. Absolutely. And once again, where can we find things, uh, all things Lola Harvey on uh, social media and your merchandise? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as we mentioned before, Dutch Clutch, obviously, on Insta, and Duchess underscore Lola Harvey on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Oh, and you don't have to type it into your Google machine. All of the links to all her social media and merchandise uh, will be in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox. Simply click the link, a new tab will appear on whatever device you are on. You have no excuse. Buy a damn shirt. <laughs> of course, thank no you. No excuses. <laughs> yes. 
us. Thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment. Put on YouTube and CastBox. This was sponsored by Rogue Energy and Tailwind Coffee. Uh, join us next Tuesday and Wednesday for new incredible interviews. Follow the show at Wrestling with E, but on um, X, Instagram, and Dread. Uh, follow me personally at GMJ993. Alright, uh, Lola, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment, okay? Absolutely. For our very special guest, Lola Harvey, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling Wit Entertainment. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show. Support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.